What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your wrestling weekend review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you just stumbled across us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast, and all your social media needs. Uh, we also do a pop culture weekend review, so check us out there. we got some stuff going to YouTube this week, uh, so check us out in all those places. Uh, we got the normal crew. Me, Brock, and Don are going to be talking wrestling while Justin lurks in the corner, listening and checking our audio files. I'm a lurker. Yeah. I'm a lurker. But uh, so uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about um, since Don's an idiot, we were going to do our top uh, five moments of the past decade. But then we realized we're a year late. So it's going to be our top five moments of the last 11 years. So uh, I don't think any of mine are from 2020. I don't either of mine. Yeah. So we're still good. Um. But uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about that at the end, Don. Are we going to start off with that? What we'll do, you start, do? We'll do it at the end. All we'll, right, we'll, sounds good. we'll recap this shit real quick, and then we'll get into that. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, it's mostly shit. Um, we'll start it's with SmackDown. I didn't really pay much attention, to to be honest with you, to SmackDown this week. I don't know, Brock, if you did. What? Um, it was a huge episode. Scrap yeah. Adam Pierce is now the number one contender for the Universal title. I... You know what? I understand like that like you have a good thing going with Roman Reigns and all this stuff that like the way he's doing, but this went too far for me. Like this is you're, this is making it stupid. Like Roman Reigns is a tribal chief and he's this badass and all this, but now he's afraid to fight anybody. He's not going to want to fight anybody. Like I don't I don't think he should be afraid to fight anybody. Lesnar was never afraid to fight anyone. You know, like he was the beast. Uh-huh take everybody on Roman's just like making it so he has to fight stupid Adam Pierce like well, is he, I, I don't know I'm not taking that he's afraid to I think he's he's like trying to outsmart it's trying like, to outsmart people yeah. and and I, I mean the thing that I like the most about it is Nakamura's run where he actually picked yeah. up three clean wins in a row it kind of elevated Nakamura to all of a sudden you forgot that like oh this guy's actually good it's you know, a like, face turn for him too. Yep, it reminds me of Kofi's like run before he run. won the belt at WrestleMania, and also right. reminds me reminds me of uh, Seth Rollins or no, was it Rollins when he beat Reigns and and, yeah. and seen on the same night? Like it had that kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What did you say about him, Brocky? What? It was a, definitely a turn of babyface again too. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, and he beat like Daniel Bryan and. Corbin, I mean, he he beat like legit pinned a lot of like major names in there, which was mm-hmm. uh, good. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know what they're gonna do. I hope that's not it for Nakamura. You know what I mean? Like, I hope he. Get, I don't want him to win the Royal Rumble again because they already did that with him and wasted that his yeah. moment. The yeah. Rumble, you know, it, it would kind of just be a waste there. But I don't know. Maybe he should get some kind of a push to fight him and contend with him a little bit. Because, I mean, Roman Reigns is going to just destroy... There's a real thing I'm afraid of, really, really afraid of, is Kevin Owens or Nakamura knocks out Roman Reigns and Adam Pierce pins him and wins the title. <laughs> I, mean, that, that, I hope that happens. That would be I great. Want, want that to happen. It never works out when you give an idiot the belt. Like, like McMahon wins it or... or 
I mean, come on, Adam Pierce is an idiot. He's not a good wrestler. His, look at his wrestling. Look at his wrestling like stats about who he's beaten, what he's done. He was terrible. That's why he's. He, he was an NWA World well, Heavyweight Champion. Hold yeah, it for a, over one. multiple hundreds of days. No, I mean, do you really think that he could ever made? He never made it in his rest as a wrestler. He's been backstage with the WWE since 2012, doing a pretty good job because now he's on TV and. And I like him on TV. I just wish he would be on one show. He's going to be on one show. SmackDown is a champion. champion. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, not just joking. Would you really honestly like to see Roman lose off his streak? Don't you think that would diminish whoever beats him at Mania? If he loses to Adam, Adam Pierce? It depends on how it's done. It's like anything in wrestling. Like, you know, we're having a good joke about it, but like. It'll be interesting to see what they do. It's going to be tough. Like, the Royal Rumble is a, a, a place where WWE, you know, you've heard this probably online already. Like, this is where they kind of do their exper- experimental matches. Like, right. this is whenever, like, Lesnar fought Bob Hawley. Like, this is where, like, yeah. like you because the, the main event is him. the Rumble. Right. You know, so this is storyline stuff. Now, do I really want... Adam Pierce to win the title, no storyline wise, but as a fan, yeah, I want something different. I want something surprising sometimes. That would be interesting to do and see what they do with it. I, do I have any faith that WB will do it correctly? No, but no. Yeah. just be dumb. So, you know, it's we'll see what happens. I actually don't feel that invested in it to to begin with. So it, anything could happen, and I'd be like, oh, okay. I just think I think it'll diminish his run. I think he's on a good run. I think you keep it until you build somebody up to take him on at Mania. You know, we all thought it was going to be Goldberg, but Goldberg. Like he... Yeah, they pulled the switcheroo on that one. He's fighting McIntyre now. The old switcheroo, which we'll get to. Um, <laughs> Street Profits lost. Ziggler and Rude finally won a title. Finally won a match, and it happened to be for the belts, which I was fine with. Yeah. yeah. Something different yeah. there. Let them do that. Um, let's go to Raw. You know what they can do there? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Now that they have the belts, they can unify them and have someone lose to that. They can lose to someone for the unification <laughs> yeah. attack. Yeah. Yeah. It so. can take a loss. Yeah. Which I think is really what they're saying, not more than anything. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, good, Raw, uh, Drew McIntyre tested positive for COVID. He did, so he wasn't on. He did come on screen and say that he had no symptoms and felt fine, but he did positive test, so he's not there. But he was on screen talking of it, so hopefully he's just can quarantine and get past it and uh, be back for uh, the Rumble. Um, I, 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 we talked about this last week with him and Goldberg. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Better just beat him. I mean, he better just beat him. That's all there is to it. He should. I, I. I get that McMahon likes to put Goldberg on her for some ratings and all that. If it spikes it, if it does work, I don't know. I really didn't look at the numbers, but he can't beat Drew McIntyre. You can't do that to a guy that you have developed into one of your top faces in the company. That guy needs to. You can't do that. I mean, it's. I don't know, but he may, because he's not, you know. Yeah. I would not be surprised if he drops that belt to, to Goldberg. Yeah. He is 
he has really ruined. Like, I really liked when Goldberg came back and did what he did and had his little streak and did his little thing and all that. I didn't need much more of that after that. The more and more you keep bringing him back for the same sort of, well, I'm here for one more run. It's just ridiculous now yeah. at this point. It's like, always at WrestleMania, too. Give him a backlash for us. Yeah. Crying yeah. Out <laughs> oh, you're here again for another for another run, and you get an instant title shot. Like yeah. It was cool the first time because we were like, oh, shit, like, you haven't seen Goldberg in 15 years. He's going to get a title shot. Like This is cool. This is for like the generation that never saw this guy before. But now it's like, oh, God, here he is again. You know, like, you're <laughs> just push it into the ground. You beat the, you beat a dead horse, or you feed a fed horse. Yes. <laughs> so enough. Um, I was excited for Raw. Started off with Triple H coming out. It's always good to see the game on TV. Something a little different. I like that he spaces out his appearances. Uh, him and Orton got into it, which was good. I, those two have always had a good feud and a good rivalry. Yeah. It's always nice to see Triple H. Um, then you have this whole Charlotte Flair, Lacey Evans thing. Brock. I mean, what, what do you think about this? It's, is this really how you're going to use Rick Flair in his, his waning days? Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> Here's the thing with it. We all know Lacey Evans, like, publicly on TV, like, talks about being married, having a daughter. Her daughter's been uh-huh. on screen and has been around before. So you know yep. her backstory. Even if she just did that on Instagram, yeah, it, it, fine, because that, like, Kate falls out of the world of kayfabe or whatever. But on TV, she's right. had her daughter nearby. She's involved in angles. She's yep. talked about her husband. He's appeared on TV. Yep. Now, what? She don't have anymore. She wants to bang an old man. Like, like, I don't, I don't know why you have to dig up that old trope that just to me doesn't work anymore. Like, you know, Oh, I'm going to go up to your daddy. What is this? Don Marie and Tori Wilson. (laughs) Yeah. Is that like an iconic moment in, in WWE? It's not, you know, not an actor. It's Ric Flair who, who many believe to be the greatest of all time. Yeah, who's just like, I'm going to come back and screw my daughter over because she wants me to stay home, and Lacey invites me. Like, oh, God, just no. And I don't understand it because Lacey Evans is good. Mm-hmm. If you just let her be a normal heel, not this nonsense that they make her do, she can wrestle, she can talk. She's she's She shouldn't be a heel, though. She should be the number one baby face. She's a Marine. I mean, like, I don't know <laughs> what you're doing with her. She has the size. She has the speed. She, she's a kind of wrestler you could see her fight a Nia Jax or all the way to an Alexa Bliss, and it works in either, either uh-huh. or Charlotte. And instead, they just have her do these stupid gimmicks where now she wants to Still your daddy. Like, this is so... When you see this segment, they should just put above it, this is so Vince. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like this, that's a phrase. You know what would be cool? Then we'll have Lacey flirt with Rick. And she wants to get nasty. Such good as shit. It's so good. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God. Then I heard, like, Andrade's going to come back and beat up Ric Flair. And, like, <laughs> uh, is it, oh, this is how Andrade comes back to the main roster? Yeah, to beat up Ric Flair. <laughs> Evans on Instagram she like floats back and forth she has the poster she's like 
you're da- nothing like a fine dressed man in a fine suit, and he's fine, and that's my I love this daddy of mine. And then the next post is her and her husband and her daughter. Yeah. What's going on on this Instagram account? Like this is because the WWE husband. forces them to put yeah character stuff on there. Yeah. Her husband should show up and beat the shit out of old ass Rick Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! That would um, be funny. They just had some stuff like Sheamus and Keith Lee teamed up, fought the Miz and Morts, and everyone beats up the Miz. And they immediately fought each other afterwards after no they'd gotten sense. along the whole time. Yeah, they started beating each other up. Makes no sense. Raw's was the the uh, I'm gonna ha- we're gonna have a match and then we're gonna have a match right after. We're gonna have another match. Yeah, yeah. they did yeah. a lot. Me and you are gonna like have three right after that. We're gonna have a match. You know. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it makes it's bad. It was bad. This it really week. is. Then you had T Bar versus Xavier Woods. I didn't even know this match happened. I think <laughs> I fast forward, came back from the commercial, just kept going and missed this. <laughs> just like I missed most of the Bobby Lashley versus Riddle for United States Championship, and I think he just and that was another one. He fought Bobby Lashley, lost, and then it was just like MVP, you yes. suck, and then had a match with MVP, and then that ended in a DQ. <laughs> Did this also happen in this episode where it was Elias, uh, Jeff Hardy fought Riker, yeah. and then yeah. then then yeah. fought Jeff Hardy then fought Elias right afterwards, but he couldn't fight Elias to begin with because he hurt his thumb. Hurt. Yeah, like it's just there is a, a definitely a precedent this week in professional wrestling where it's like, well, if this worked for this these two guys, we're gonna do it again for these two. And these oh, two, like, my God, they do it a lot raw so much. It'll be like, you know, it was a cool ending. You got hit with a guitar. All right, everyone's getting hit with a guitar for the rest of the night. You know? <laughs> it reminds me of Impact when, like, you know, Impact used to do this show all the time where it's like everything's everyone's getting the same gimmick match. Everyone's doing the same this and that. Mickey yeah. James is dying at a train station. Like it was always the same shit. It, it's like you're on a cooking show. They just they don't feel like going and getting other ingredients. Yeah. Just using the same ones over and over and over and yeah. over. And then you have AJ Styles, which I don't know if AJ is bad or good. One week he fights Elias, and he's kind of like the good guy. Then this week he's just kicking the shit out of Drew Gulak, and he's kind of good or bad. Like, you just don't know. Like, he's just all he over the place. Drew Gulak. This is also the the precedent of Raw, where they don't know what is the rules and what's not the rules. Because Drew Gulak is not allowed to just announce himself for the Rumble, but fucking the two uh, girls that lost the tag match are allowed to be like, "Yeah, we're in the Rumble." Well, like, the women's Rumble, anyone can announce for there because they don't have enough women women to be in it. But yeah, I mean, AJ announced it, but he's like, "I'm AJ." Baron Corbin declared, yeah. but like Drew Gulak can't. You know, it, it, yeah, they're all there's there's no rhyme or reason to rules or how they exist. Yeah. It's right out the window. It's just right out yeah. the window. I mean, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, I don't know what I'm supposed to think of those two. I mean, like, they try to make them a big deal, but they get the shit kicked out of them every week, either by Dana, by by Shayna Baszler by herself, or her and Nia Jax together beat the fucking piss out of the, out of the two of them. Like, yeah. they don't even make... It's not even competition. Like, those two get in the ring, they get squashed by them. I'm like, why am I supposed to care about Mandy and Dana? They're not a threat. They just get beat up every week. (laughs) They're better wrestling versions of Lana. Lana got beat up by them every week. These two, a little bit stronger. And Mandy and and Dana, they're not bad, but they're never given any chance to do anything. Yeah. 
squashed I all th- the I thought moving Mandy over to Monday Night Raw was going to be her, her breakout because she was in the tag team and they broke up, had that lose release town match and everything, and then she moves over to Raw. They're going to finally push her, and then they just put her right into another tag team that's just yeah. there for, for Oh, water. my God. They love to put you in a tag team that's just random for no reason. No explanation about it either, other than the fact that you bumped into each other in the fucking hallway. That's usually <laughs> how tag teams are put together on Raw. Oh, do you work here, too? You want to go out wrestle together? Yeah, we're both female. Well, let's go out together. You have blonde hair? I have blonde hair. Let's tag. You like muscles and halter tops? Oh, yeah, I do. And leather pants and high heels? Because I love wearing that to the ring when I'm going to go fight someone. That's what I like to wear now. Oh, so dumb. Then he had Triple H versus Randy Orton. I knew this was going to be cut short, but I didn't think it was going to be cut this short. (laughs) I liked it. Yeah, I mean, they just got into it real fast, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Alexa showed up and Burn Randy Orton's face. Hadouk in them. Um, Kill poor Randy Orton. He's dead. He's dead. That's what I mean. This this show is so schizophrenic when it comes to like ideas that it's doing because it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna do all these finishes all the same, but then we're gonna shoot fire in another man's really, face. Really, the only have... like November, the only reason to watch Raw is in the last five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, to see what the fiend's gonna do or what's gonna happen. Yeah, nothing of any significance has happened outside of the last five minutes that I can remember. Yeah, yeah it's true. Months. Good point. It's just a lot of fodder. You know what I mean? Like this week, there's some weeks where like I'll have it on while I'm doing other stuff, so like I'll watch more of it. But then there's weeks I sit down and like. This week, like, I watched the opening, and I was like, oh, Triple H is on. I'll listen to this. Uh, you know, interested in this random story. Then the rest of the stuff starts. I start fast-forwarding. Next thing you know, I'm right at the end of the show. And I'm, <laughs> I don't even know what I – I just missed it all. I'm like, I, I didn't care about any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the New Day at all anymore. Like, Well, they're hurt. I mean – well, even when they were Kofi and him are still there, it's just like the same thing every week. They never do anything different with those guys at all. It's no. tough. They're in a spot where they sell a ton of merch, you know, fan favorites. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot of people on there. They're just kind of floundering around. And I, I am totally convinced that everyone in the main roster, no one really knows how to write a, a story. Or how to book anything anymore. Because I think if you do, it gets shot down by Vince. Yeah. And if he doesn't and if he doesn't like something or if it doesn't hit, I think when you try something new, you have like one week to do it. And if it doesn't stick, he cans it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole Elias with Jackson Riker thing, like he was given a little bit of like a story. Like this is what he's doing. Now it's just like, I don't know, just get beat up every week. Yeah. What's the point of him coming out with him anyway and having this new follower? They just get it's just two people to get beat up now all the time instead of a lot that just gets beat up all the time. It makes no sense. It didn't better him at all. It's not like I have Jackson Riker in my corner now. Now I have a win. I beat Matt Hardy. I beat AJ Styles. No, you just got the shit kicked out of you every week again. You know. <laughs> it's what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how Elias isn't a bigger like. He's got, he's got the look, like you know, when he's not this this guitar gimmick. He he's got the talent. You know, he, he can talk. Drop yeah. the whole guitar shit. 
and all that, yeah. the Jeff Jarrett 2.0, and just make him do something. I mean, I, I don't know. God, he's so a big, scary-looking dude who can wrestle. Yeah. 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 You know, we say all the time about factions and doing things like that, but, like, God, when they try to make a faction, they make retribution, which is <laughs> fucking awful. Just a bunch of guys in clown makeup running around being retarded who get beat up every week. They have won the last, like, three weeks, so... Retribution. Um, you're called retribution. You're going after, like, the system. Your biggest concern is you just kind of don't like Ricochet. That's <laughs> the concern. You know what I mean? Like, because you don't, like, hate him because you want him to join, so you just kind of don't like the delight decisions that Ricochet makes. You're not worried about the WWE Championship. You're not worried about, the, the, the you know... Any of the belts or anything like that, you're just kind of like, you know what bothers the five of us? Ricochet. <laughs> so Ricochet needs to make better life choices. And that's so sad for Ricochet because no one else cares about him. No one comes helps him. It's just every week Ricochet gets chicken. He can't even go in the back hey, and be like, he had a chance to join the Hurt Business. Yeah. Well, he that's Ricochet's thing you've been on. He has a chance to join groups. <laughs> he can never join them. Yeah. We're retribution, and we don't like the decisions that Ricochet makes in his personal life. Should have got a chicken salad instead of tuna salad. Retribution. Uh, some um, T-bar. All right. So, NXT to finish out the WWE. Uh, NXT, to me, is still so much better than Raw and SmackDown. It's less nonsense. It has more storylines that I feel more interested in. It's just better to me. I, I, I don't know. I think some people don't agree, but I'd rather watch NXT. I'd rather watch the two hours of NXT than any than Raw and SmackDown any day of the week. I watched NXT this week, the first time in a while, and it was okay. I had some uh, issues with some stuff, but like good. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Candice LeRae started again. It's fine, you know. I think they finally ended that feud. Yeah, I think so too. Well, they got a, they got a, they still carried on to the eight women Dusty Classic women's tournament <laughs> that they're gonna have. Uh, yeah, the eight women in that classic. <laughs> um, we have a tournament with four teams. That's not a tournament. That's just, that's the semifinals. Uh, yeah, it's, you can't tell me that they can't pull. You know, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose can't come exactly. back. Exactly. I yeah. mean, it's all filmed in the same town. They they should have brought yeah. everybody you in. Can't at or like. Uh, yeah. Chelsea Green's her, but I mean, there's a lot of other girls that are just on the roster. Yeah. Use Aaliyah. I mean, there's, there's, I, I don't know. That's what they so did I, with half the field for the men's tournament. They threw teams together. Half of it's uh, the 205 Live guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. House party back. for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Lucha house party who appears on every show. <laughs> yeah. Those guys, we need some lucha doors on here. You know, AEW on Wednesdays they have the lucha bros. Let's just put the lucha house party on and match. It's Which, the Disney the lucha bros. Great match if we like a non WWE sanctioned match. Like just watching because the lucha house party guys are really good. They put yeah. stupid on them, but those guys can go. Imagine them versus Penta and Ray in like a crazy match. I think they probably wrestled at some point in AAA somewhere or something like that. That's racist. Probably. Some point. I don't know if Lindsay Dorado's done much outside of the U.S. He's good. Cranman League's good yeah. too. They work stupid outfits, but when they let them go, they can go. 
Was Grand Metalik a uh, New Japan light junior heavyweight champion, Ken? I, I think he don't was. Remember. I don't remember. I used to like when Simon Miller would call him Grandmother Metalik. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, then I, I, I really don't like the Grizzled Young Veterans or Ever Rise, so this I didn't pay much attention to the next match. I, I don't know. I'm annoyed by Grizzled Young Veterans. I feel like that's a UK thing, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they're into that, and that's their sh- like, I thought they cut a good promo on the way, but I just don't feel it. Like, I'm not, I yeah. don't get heel heat from it. I just, I'm like, no, eh, I I get them. they do nothing for me at all. Neither does Ever Rise. They're just a team that just gets beat up every week. Well, I feel like if they should, they had some personality in Chikara, so I would like to hope that that could come out at some point in time, but it might not. It probably won't. Um, <laughs> Then you had Gargano versus Loomis. I like Dexter Loomis. I thought this. I thought this was good. Yeah, Dexter Gargano is always good. I always like yeah, watching he's him. He's a wrestle. great heel. He's a great bad guy. You know, he's he's, he's a great heel. It, it always is. just the, talking shit and being the butt of the joke. He's great at that. Like it's. And I think Loomis has come a long way in his wrestling and in the way he works a match too, uh, from what he used to be when he was Sam Shaw and all that. I think he's good. When he was being creepy and stalking Christy Hemme. Yeah. That was the best. And having sex with Santana Garrett on a on a, on a ring floor on oh, top of Jensen Riker. <laughs> oh, I forgot that. was knocked out, and they were just like going at it on top of him. We were like, "This is so weird. Why? Like, at least they didn't leave the ring first. He did his lay underneath there while they were rolling around on each other." <laughs> so, um, the debut of MSK. I don't know the Rascals. So I was not, I didn't know who they were when they came out. Like other people were like, oh, the rascals are here and all that stuff. But um, they were okay. Yeah, all uh, the other people was me whenever we were texting. Online, I saw a lot of people going, yeah, the rascals. Yeah. I forgot know. that they had signed them. There's a third rascal, wasn't there? He's still in TNA, right? He is not signed anywhere. He was the better of the three. He was like their singles guy, and he put out a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees that was like his face, and it's like, where's whatever his name is? I forget. I can't remember their names, but um, they had some great matches with like Lucha Bros and, and, uh, you know, um, Proud and Powerful when they were all in Impact. I don't know if their style is going to fit well in WWE. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I I was not super impressed. It seemed like your typical. Yeah, typical there was nothing. Match. There was nothing too memorable out of it. So. Um. Then you had Zaylee back again with a squash match against a jobber. Um. I I really I like this. I like Zaylee's new look. I like Baker squashing people. Build some of her. I think she looks great. Um. I I'm interested in finding out what the this person is or whatever it is. I'm interested in seeing what they do with Boa. Um, I don't know if Boa's going to have the same kind of like push that Zaya's getting because th- there's a lot more men on that roster and a lot of people to compete with, but maybe he'll wrestle or is he just going to be a bodyguard? But it's interesting. It interests me and I like it. I, l- I look forward to seeing more with it. Yeah, I like it too. I liked it when I watched Big Trouble in Little China, but other than this, I'm not a huge... It's not doing much for me, but... I'll let it play out and see how it goes. Yeah, it needs some time to vet out and see what it does. And, you know, my only thing with it is, Zion, don't overdo the squash mashes stuff. Like, 
sometimes you can take that too far. Like if it if we're six weeks from now or two months from now, she's still just squashing jobbers every week. It gets old. Like yeah. squash your jobbers, get into it, but then start beating some talent. That way, it it makes you stand out. Don't do the things where they did. What's a reason? Well, not even as much as Goldberg, but like remember, like when they did Eric Rowan before yeah. he uh, yeah. just was fighting jobbers. Then all of a sudden he was bringing a cage out. And you're like, is he ever gonna fight a person that's like? Then like he just got destroyed by Lesnar in, in the Royal Rumble. Then they were like, oh, all right, so much for uh, <laughs> Eric Rowan and the, and the heat he was building. It went too long. And then the last match was the E, the UE versus Breezango, and they won. A lot of interference in this match. Balor came out. Uh, what's his name's back? Um, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn wants to challenge Balor. Pete Dunn and Balor will be good. That's just, I think, uh, some more fodder for him before he has to lose the belt to carry and cross. Yeah, I I think so too. It'll be an interesting, and I like the what they're doing with these guys in uh, undisputed era. So it's, I'm a fan. Yeah. I don't think, um, undisputed era will win that classic, the dusty roads classic. The only reason they keep calling it the dusty roads classic is just to piss off. I don't know. It's pretty established. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. But like, yeah, I guess if we're if we're done with NXT, I have a little bit of I'm going to name some teams that were in the Dusty Classic that okay. we never would think of these. <laughs> this would be a team, the Dusty Classic. OK, so in 2015, in the first round, Elias Sampson and Tucker Knight lost to the Revival okay. in, in the Dusty Classic. I got to pop right. over that one. Um, and then we had. uh Neville and Solomon Crow, so that's Pac and uh, what's his name from Impact? Uh, Sammy Callahan. Callahan. Sammy Callahan. Yep. Here's the great one that I, I and they made it a couple rounds in. They beat Ascension in the first round. Baron Corbin and Rhino were in the Dusty <laughs> Classic team. <laughs> wow. <laughs> made it to the second round. Um, there's one here that I, I let me let me find it here. Okay, here's one. There was this tag team fought Lindsay Dorado and Mustafa Ali in the 2016 uh, Dusty Classic. Kota Ibushi and TJ Perkins. <laughs> and, and the talent, the talent, and they actually went through to they beat actually no they beat Lindsay Dorado and Mustafa Ali, but they the talent that they had just sitting around for the Dusty Classic was is now the when was Kota Ibushi there. He was there for the first Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, and future IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion, you know, yeah. headlining the Tokyo Dome. But then also, too, Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger were in that one as well. I got a kick out of that one. Oh, there you go. Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I can find any other good ones. I think well, this... look at who's won it. It's very rarely been an established team. Well, yeah, it's like um, Jay and Alistair Black won it a few years ago. Samoa Joe and Finn Balor won the first one, right? Yes, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor won. I don't the know first who one. won last year. They beat the Revival. Um, hold on, I'm kind of trying to scroll through here, so bear with. Is there a spot here with just people that won it? No, that'd be too easy. Okay, last year was. Oh shit! So let me go scroll down here. 2021. Oh, that's this year. Derp. 
Um, <laughs> the Broserweights. Okay. Oh, the Broserweights won it. Then they got a yeah, because then they got a tag sh- title shot and won that. Yeah. Alistair Black the and Broserweights were good. Yep. Allison, uh, and then Undisputed Era, then um, Authors of Pain, mm. and uh, Baron Corbin and Rhino made it. Rhino made it to the finals against Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Oh. <laughs> so there you go. Just some things. Just some interesting stuff to talk about go. the Dusty Classic. All right, cool. Didn't Ricochet and Aleister Black get a shot at the Raw tag titles though for at, at WrestleMania? WrestleMania. I, WrestleMania. I, I don't know if that was that or if that was just part of the story when they came up. Yeah, they I think it was. Matches. I thought they were going to win it at WrestleMania. I thought that would have been cool. I thought cool. so too. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be the only time right. to see Wrestle at WrestleMania. <laughs> let's take a transition to AEW, but first let's talk ratings. Um. Dynamite seven sixty seven sixty two to NXT had the lowest ratings ever for their show at five fifty one. Wow, that's because I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that. I'm glad I was the one at the end of it. Five fifty one. Yeah. That was you. Ken. No, All right. It's a person. Let's- so to AEW, AEW, um, New Year Smash Night Two. We started off with Pac versus Eddie Kingston. What'd you think, it's a, Brock? It's a good match. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, Ken? it was good. It was good. Like I, 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 I like where the storyline's going to, except for the uh, Lance Hoyt, whatever his name. Yeah. Is. I don't, why does he hate Eddie Kingston so much? Because the Battle Royal, is that why? Like, that they were... He's he's gotten over that? (laughs) I think Kingston made fun of him, I think. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. I don't... I mean, yeah, Pac was good, and that match was good, but I don't know why... I don't know where they're going with him. Like, he's going to... How are they supposed to be the good guys? Whenever... You know, it's an even team three on three, and then he always comes out... And then it's four on three with a big giant. Yeah. Yeah. Three little guys. Yeah, I don't get it. But the thing is, the match was good. Like, I think that they, you know, Pac's chest was so red after that. And Eddie Kingston can sell, man. Oh, yeah. There's so many times I think he's, like, legitimately hurt. Yeah. (laughs) He's, He's good at what he does. Like, those are two, like... That's a, it was a good match, but I, the, some of the storytelling and the actual, like what's going on right now, I don't understand. It's I, the only thing I can think of is, is it going to lead to a three way, like Pac and you know, like I, I don't know. My don't thing know. with them sometimes is I know AEW does a good job, of, like story building and doing all this stuff. Sometimes I think they just drag some things out, and I feel dragged out on this one. Like eh, it, You start to see it like it recurs every week. Well, it's another week where the Murderhawk monster runs out, gets involved in some kind of match between them and it, oh do they like each other or not like uh, all right just get to the get to it now you know like i don't need a month or two month build on this so we're gonna keep going like either fight each other or 
Someone's going to turn. I don't know what they're going to do, but it it just gets to be a little bit too much. I just want to see Pack beat him up. Yeah. Pack is good. Is. Then you had Chuck Taylor versus Miro. For you get to be first, they were saying it was going to be you're going to be your young boy. Now they changed it to you're going to be a butler, because uh, I guess they thought people didn't understand what a young boy was, but you're a butler now. Uh, which I think a butler and a young boy are really two different things. But um, job said. But what do you think about this, Ken? Um, match wise, it was okay. It was it's too much like, and that's just what the, this is going to be. It's just too much interacting with other people, like you know. But it's they're making Miro look like a monster. Like they make him look huge. Like he's the strong, you know, he's their Goldberg essentially, where he's just mowing people down. Yeah. Um, poor Chuck. Poor, yeah. So here's my thought behind this. Cause we kind of talked last night about how we think it's a dumb premise. I think it is a dumb premise, but I also don't think like me and Brock have seen Chuck Taylor and his personality for a long time and we know he's funny we know he's charismatic like we've seen him do great stuff online and in you know in like indies but i don't know if the new wrestling fan that's just turning on to aw from wb knows that this could be a way for him to get sympathetic you know you know people can see who chuck taylor is especially if he's like a lot of like behind the scenes stuff working with miro and i think this would also is going to have it where you know Orange Cassidy saves the day. I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, in 30 days, there's a, you know, some big either uh, dynamite or a pay-per-view where like they fight Miro for ver- Miro yeah. versus Orange Cassidy. For but Chuck you, Taylor. Do you build this all up just to have Orange Cassidy beat Miro? Yes. <laughs> well, or no, like I, I, I mean, I'm fine with Miro losing. I think he, that where he's at, he can lose. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, if you think about it in, you know, Orange Cassidy has beat Jericho twice. And now I know you're going to say that these are like weird simulation matches. Oh, yeah. But, you know, like he's next to Darby Allen. Like he was one of their top, like, home, you know, homegrown guys. Like it's something yeah. that I don't think would be un, unfathomable for him. Building to Miro towards being this unstoppable huge force, he can't lose to Orange Cassidy. If he's your Goldberg, like you just called him Goldberg a few minutes ago, you can't take a loss to Orange Cassidy. You know, like <laughs> I think he can. I think that you know, I don't know. I don't think I'm fine with it, especially if it's this far out and you, you the way you you book it, you can still make it look. I I I just I mean this whole thing like I think now we're gonna see. I don't know why Miro's just involved in. To me, the way Miro is right now. Is very is very much no different than what he did when he was on Raw. On Raw, I mean, if you sat down and you let's say you never watched wrestling before, okay? Yeah. And he sat you down and you said, "Explain to me about this Miro guy." I said, "Well, on the one show, he had a wife that was on stage with him, and then she got seduced by this big other dude. He stole his wife, and then she was really like." She had a girlfriend, too, and then him and the girlfriend teamed up, and they had, like, mixed tag matches. Then he had a wedding, and he disrupted the wedding and, like, made her mad. You'd be like, well, that's dumb. You'd be like, all right, what's he doing on this show now? 
Well, he's like a video game guy, and he got <laughs> mad once because the guy broke his video game, and that led to a big feud because his video game console got broken. And he's the best man in a wedding that they still haven't announced when it is yet, but he's going to be like a – he's a wedding planner. And then he beat this one guy now, and the guy's his butler now. Oh, like Seinfeld? Yeah, kind of. He's going to be a butler. If They're both dumb. I mean, they both sound dumb. Like, neither one of them sound interesting to me. Like – this is what you would do for this guy that a lot of people are like, man, this is a future world champion kind of guy. I don't think he's in any better. People think he's in better shape than he was when he left raw. Like, Oh, so much better from over here. I'm like, why he's in dumb fucking segments again. This is a dumb segment. I mean, you're going to get cheap comedy stuff of like, wash my shoes, clean my shorts, clean the toilet. And Chuck Taylor is good. So he'll do a good job of being all sad and cleaning, but it's not really good. It's just it's it's stupid. Like it's yeah, done a lot so of the shit times. isn't good. Like yeah, it's an it's a it's an easy wrestling trope that. I mean, I remember this happening to Chavo Guerrero both in WCW and WWF. Yeah, <laughs> with White. My my yes. whole is that like. AEW to me is supposed to be different. Like AEW was sold to me in the fact of it's more sport related. It's like it's real. People, you're going to see just athleticism on here on display and all this. And anymore, especially during this year, maybe it's pandemic related, but you got like the dinner debonair thing where Jericho's singing. Now we're going to have like butler jokes and like I, I that's the shit that annoys me on Raw. I, I don't want to watch more Raw. I want to watch something more more what they promise more what you what you see like I, I don't know i don't think miro's miro's not hitting it for me and this whole angle thing is just kind of stupid to me but you know my opinion next we had um the inner circle out to talk about um what they want and what they're going to do what did you think about this brock do they really need a 15-minute segment of talking every week? They do. The only thing I really liked about this segment, the only thing I liked about this segment was finally Proud and Powerful stood up for themselves and said what's on everyone else's mind. We yeah. are the tag team of the inner circle. Why aren't we going for the belts? I was like, exactly. Thank you, Santana. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what everyone's been saying for a year and a half now of, right. of the inner circle. Like, why why don't you have that? So I liked it. They finally stood up for themselves. I thought that was a good standout point for this segment. Yeah, I like them. They're the only ones that don't really annoy me anymore in this group. Yeah. What do you think? It, Ken. it was fine. Like I, I you know, they're gonna have this whatever, you know, three corner match. I don't know why Wardlow wasn't like, hey, I want to be on a tag team with someone, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there's six of us here. I was like, no, there's seven. Wardlow's there too. Yeah, like he was never part of the the, the picture whenever they had the, the camera on it. But it was I actually like it because it's showing like, you know, Sammy or I almost call him Sammy Callahan, but Sammy Guevara is like, hey, look, you know, like you're tagging with everybody just to get wins. Like, you know, let's, and I like the saggy Sammy Hagar stuff. I thought I got to kick out of that. And he doesn't understand why MJ or MJF are going to be together. I think they're planning something in, you can see the scenes being set. They're going to turn on Jericho. And I think a lot of people think that Sammy's going to be like with Jericho and hate MJF. I think he's in on it with MJF. Yeah. You got to keep Sammy Guevara heel. (laughs) 
Yes, yeah. he's a good heel. He's a good heel. Jericho can go be a sympathetic old baby face. Yep. Yep. And I think that once the, they have crowds, he should be. Because I feel like that's going to be easy for him. People like singing a song. He's pretty much, you know. Yeah. I know you hate the song stuff, but like. Uh, another one that comes out of this whole thing as a good guy. Yes. I think the inner circle is just going to be MJF with the regular guys and, and like Jericho and, and Wardlow on the outs. Yes. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I don't know about Hager. He's like, I don't know where he falls. Like, I don't uh, know if he. Hager sucks. He's just going to be a, a <laughs> in there. I mean, you know, he's he acts like a goof. I mean, championships screaming. <laughs> Hager's good just as your a muscle on a, and a, he's not nothing anything else. Do you really see Jake Hager as like the AEW World Champion with all the people they have on that well, roster? No, I never said that. I just did. I, I literally <laughs> said I don't know what they're going to do with Jake Hager, and you fucking jammed him down my throat. I, think I was going to make him the whole thing in general. Calm down. That wasn't towards you. That was just in Jesus. Make me seem like a Hager sympathizer here i just say i don't know what to do a lot of powerful like we said a million times before need to be with eddie kingston and they need to be going after the belt yes eddie kingston does not work with the butcher and the blade it just doesn't it doesn't sound right none of it feels right he should be with santana and ortiz or they should switch their names back to their normal names like i don't know like what their names are but like bob the butcher smith the blade smith isn't it like smith. pepper parks or something like that is the blade? I, I don't think that's his i don't think that's his real name i think that was his male cheerleader gimmick that he was using in the indies okay. before it was the, the blade but he should be yeah. pepper parks again he should um pepper. so then we had um before we go into there i wanted to talk about uh you had um, a backstage segment with uh, Britt Baker. She has like a Oprah Winfrey show now. Uh, <laughs> in her like dentist office. Well, she kept doing the look under your chair thing like Oprah does and joking around. I, what was it called? The waiting room or whatever. Room, yes. Yeah. And really all it was, it really wasn't even really about Britt Baker. It was just to bring out and reignite the whole Shaq feud with, uh, mm-hmm. with Cody. Um, I didn't realize how big of a girl that Jay Cargill person is compared to like the other females that they had standing around her. I mean, she's she was a I think a WNBA player before, wasn't she? Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about her background. I just know that she showed up. Shaq was a fan of hers when she played basketball in the WNBA. She's powerful. Okay. I'm not sure she can wrestle. And she's kind of weird talking, but she's got the she's got the body to be a, a dominant force. I mean, way bigger than most of the girls on that roster. You know, they brought out that girl in Brandy's place. She tired of towered over that that, that chick. Yeah. What's her name? Velvet Cake. Red Velvet. Red, Red Velvet uh, came out. He like came up to her belly button. I was like, you're gonna get killed <laughs> by this chick. This chick's huge. Um. So what do you think? I mean, do you? Do you want to see Cody fight Shaq? No. At all? With Snoop Dogg in his corner? <laughs> I don't see any of this. I'm already over that stupid Snoop song, by the way. When he came out to that, I was annoyed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see any of that stuff. And then he, they continued Britt Baker's feud with uh, um, 
What's her Thunder name? Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Quack, I, when I was talking to Ken over text last night, I looked up the NWA women's roster to see like who they have on it because I was like, you know, some of these girls, you know, they're the big with the NWA women's title. So I just looked up the roster on their page listed as the NWA women's roster is Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa, and uh, Nick Aldis's uh, valet. I was like, that's it. Camilla. Yeah, three, whatever. Three girls. <laughs> and two of them are the only two that wrestle for the belt. Thunder Rosa and Serena. I think that. I, I think Camille is trying to get a real estate license right now. <laughs> I think, according to her Instagram. <laughs> I feel like if, NW, if AEW is going to buy the NWA, because I don't understand any other reason why that their champion would be on, you know, that belt would be on so much. Yeah. Like. Like and you 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 can unite those belts and then you can have a match and then come out with a new belt like that's bigger that belt. doesn't look like because yeah. that women's belt doesn't rough. look like a toy and one that doesn't have a, a weird picture like an office <laughs> photo ID picture of yourself <laughs> in the center of the belt like the NWA one has is that your yeah. badge? badge put it in the middle of the belt. Yeah. <laughs> How else do we know who the champ is unless you have it in the middle of the belt? Stop. Um, I feel like we're missing something. Like, there's another weird angle on the show about like I can't remember what it is now. Oh, I know what it is. So we have the whole angle where like Chuck Taylor's now the young boy for Miro, and then it cuts directly to Matt Hardy talking about yeah. how the private party is his indentured because he signed him to a contract. Oh, that segment was so stupid. They signed a contract and didn't even read it. Yeah. So now, now they're slaves of Matt Hardy. Like, he gets all their money and they have to do what he wants to do. And they're <laughs> like, Matt, that's bullshit. And he's like, too bad. Read a contract next time. He's like, you'll learn. It pisses me off because it's more of this, like, do you not book? Don't you guys talk to each other when you're booking? It's just the same. Sh- you just did it. You're doing it already with another person. Like, what? I don't get it. Like, I, it bothers me that they can't. And AEW's done this a few times. Why would you need like, to sign with Matt Hardy when you're already signed for AEW? I don't, I don't know. Like, what does it benefit you? Like, he's going to get you. What's he doing for you? He's just another wrestler on the roster. And all this is is just another – to me, this is another shitty fucking character that Matt Hardy's doing. He's an evil businessman who takes your money and screws <laughs> you over and makes you an indentured servant. Now we have three indentured servants on the show. Yeah. Just, you know, talk to the other writers. Be like, oh, what are you doing in this segment? Oh, Matt Hardy's got slaves. Oh, shit, we're going to have slaves in my segment too. Well, I guess what's we'll to change it. Yeah. Chuck Taylor, I have to win by DQ or something. Slave like, being a word we probably shouldn't use. Let's <laughs> clean that up and just say, it, and, you know, you're going to be in a, a servant to them or whatever. I don't know. You know what? No, I think the heart, they need the harshness of it. That they, that they had Southern plantation owner Matt Hardy have a contract with two black men that are now slaves. I think they should realize what it's so it dumb. like. Did you not read it? You're just like, yeah, we're private party. We were drinking. We're going to sign this contract. Oh, wait, he gets 30% of our money for doing nothing. <clears throat> they didn't mention the 30% when they were talking about it last week before yeah. they signed it. They knew it was in there. Yeah. What's yeah, he going to give you matches that he's not allowed to book because he has <laughs> no power? So what, what are you getting out of it? 
I honestly don't mind the main, like if this is the transition of Matt Hardy from in-ring talent to like coach, I'm fine with this kind of like backstory that they have like contracts with these coaches. But yeah. so this is, you know, hell, even tied in where Ty Dellinger stuck with uh, his contract with what's his face. That's only out with FTR. They should, you know, they could use this other places. It's where is we haven't seen him in over a month. He's trying to find his glove plates or whatever. I don't Dominate know. on dark. I don't, I haven't watched dark. I don't even know if he's on there or not. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of shit must happen on Dark because they'll just throw these numbers out about a wrestler and they'll be like, he's 14 and one. I'm like, when? I'm like, was that a <laughs> mattress? Because I don't remember. I don't remember this guy wrestling, but once, you know, like they were like, yeah. things there's a this, lot of that. I think the stats that they yell out, you think a claim is 15 and one. I'm like, I've only seen him wrestle twice. <laughs> yeah. What's all on dark? Cause they got 15. Uh, they got 15 matches and yeah, 15 minutes. Tonight. Yeah. Crazy. So let's talk to the next thing. We had um, the elite. They had a little backstage segment where you knew that was going to go bad. I haven't been watching <laughs> the elite, so I didn't know there was confusion. The only thing I got was when dynamite went off there, they were all aligned. I guess on being the elite, did any of you guys watch this? That there was like, no, they were yeah. unsure. There was dissension. I'm kind of tired that I have to watch being the elite that know what goes on on dynamite. Like they're, they weren't, altogether okay with it yet you know they were having second thoughts so i didn't know any of this either i just knew that it wasn't going to be the young bucks because when they kept saying the elite will be in action they never said who was in it and they yeah, never uh-huh. showed a picture of those those th- three guys well, isn't the elite and i'm like there's something in the box well i mean it, it it was, ever, but, was the elite ever him and gallows and anderson well they were all in being the elite was on while they were doing well, they were all part of Bullet Club. So. Yeah. Speaking of their getting together, I saw what's his name in that interview they had with Tomatonga, where he said, We have nothing to do with this and fuck those guys. They're not they're not the Bullet Club we are and all that. I don't know if that's a work or if he's playing into that, but he seemed really pissed in that interview that he did. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. Tomatonga lives in Florida, I think, and he's like best friends with Carl Anderson. I don't believe that. Like, he's <laughs> been on. He hangs out with the, Carl Anderson all the time. Like, the, their kids are close. I don't believe it one bit. Now that they're tied in, so if we look down the rabbit hole a little bit, okay. So Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are on a podcast with what's his name uh romero rocky romero rocky romero right so and they're super tight with him rocky's like the united states booker for new japan right so he's a he's pretty high up there in new japan you're not going to tell me that none of this was thrown by any of these people That's, well yeah i'm sure they did yeah so i i find it hard to believe now if they want to play it off like they have no idea and they're going to have an east versus west bullet club like war totally fine with it yeah. totally cool with it and if they don't do it and it's just you know them being pissed off or whatever i'm, I'm fine with that too like there's a no, lot of things that can happen but you know I'm, I'm, they, there's a lot of good stuff that can come from this yeah i mean even if they're not tied together and like they're friends behind scenes and just saying this yeah. it builds enough heat that you might want to go oh i want to see what tom Tong has to say about it i'm going to watch a new, a new japan yeah. episode or whatever to uh-huh. see if they mention it you know so it helps yeah. what did you think about this whole thing where he screwed over the bucks kenny and 
Don Callis screwed over the Bucks. They really wrestled with Gallows and Anderson. And the Bucks just kind of walked away. They didn't even come out. What do you well, think I about it. that? I liked it. I thought it was all original. Like I thought it was it was interesting. I think it's gonna. T- I would not be surprised if they don't do the East versus West, where it's not Kenny and the good brothers turn on the young bucks and they have to, and hangman helps them out and it's hangman in the, in the bucks versus those three. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Brock? I, I, I was just kind of annoyed that Tony Khan and the bucks were standing there making sad faces. And that's, that was the only reaction yeah. we got. Yeah. I'm getting screwed out of the match. Yeah. Why did they come out? <laughs> Maybe they weren't even there. <laughs> well, they did come out at the end, didn't they? Then they, oh yeah, got super kicked by the Lucha Bros. And yeah, they, yeah, that's right. That was this week. Yeah, that was everyone started like. I don't know why the Lucha Bros. They all of a sudden hated everybody, and they were like just coming out. Well, they attacked uh, Phoenix last week. Oh, yeah, the Lucha Bros. were mad at Kenny. So the Lucha Bros. were mad at Kenny. It was weird because the Lucha Bros. were mad at Kenny. They came out and like attacked him then what well it was first it was mox yeah and then and then the young bucks came out and like pushed mox away but mox was like they were gonna kick mox but mox was gonna hit them and then they backed up and then the lucha bros attacked them so i was like i don't know where the lucha bros if they're good or bad or what they do they're kind of floating around Uh, there's a lot of AEW that's floating around yeah, when you're death triangle, you're kind of like bad, but then they're kind of like good because Eddie <laughs> King is worse than them. It's like all different <laughs> levels there going on. It's confusing. It's tough to be good guys when you're in a group called death triangle. Yeah, when you're death triangle, when you're like good guys. <laughs> um, then you have Jurassic Express versus FTR. I hate any match with Marco Stunt in it because I feel it's so stupid the way he they were. Everyone works the same with Marco Stunt in the ring. Oh, we're going to beat you up. But like it's like they're like slipping away. It's like they should be playing like Benny Hill music when they're fighting Marco Stunt. Like, oh, between my legs and now I can't find him. Oh, he kicked me into private parts. And it's just like, just beat him up already. You know, you're going to beat me already. It's two foot tall. But, yeah, I didn't care for this shit at all. I, I, I can't stand Marco Stunt. The only thing I liked about this was Jungle Boy's entrance because he can now use Tarzan Boy, and I thought that was... <laughs> Which I think is going to be huge whenever they have live crowds again because the, the, the crowd already started singing yeah. along with it. They're going to get the Jericho effect and do the, oh, you know, that, yeah. oh, the, I can't huge. do it. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. Everyone's going to be doing that. Yep. What do you think about this match, Brock? It was good for what it was. Never thought that FTR was going to lose. No. Yeah. Or that Marco Stump was going to yeah. pick. Um, well, hey, he's, you know, I don't know. I, go ahead. No, I, I don't really have anything else to say. It's fine. <laughs> then you had Ty Conte for Serena Day. I didn't understand why didn't they, Ty Conte didn't beat her for this belt. Because she's not on the NWA roster. Yeah. <laughs> she can't be. Serena Deep wasn't on that roster until uh, a few weeks ago. I just thought uh, it would have been a good a little Dark Order push. Ty Conti, I think, is a better wrestler than Anna Jay. Um, yeah, I think well, she's she... a good Dark Order feel-good thing for them to have one of their members get a belt. And I like Ty Conti, so. Um, I think... 
So I like the, I didn't mind the match. I still think that, you know, AEW has the worst women's roster. And it's sad because I really think that the NWA Women's Championship now is on more than the AEW one. It is. Which yeah. is something that they really need to address because what, what, what are you actually promoting? Like, yeah. But, um, I like that Serena Deep comes out dressed like you said, Ken, like a cranberry bomb <laughs> left a gym. Yeah. You know, her, like her, her yoga pants on her little coat and everything. It's just like you can yeah. talk afterwards after, you know, she just left the gym. She just left playing a fitness. Now she's going to the gym. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, that's exactly what Serena Deep is. But. What do you think about this match, Brock? I thought it was good. Yeah, I wanted Ty Conti to win, though. She, I, I don't know where she stands in the company yet. I don't know. I don't know if she's officially signed. In her. I think she is. I like her. I like she's her name. One of the better that they have. Yeah. Then we had the TNT Championship match. Darby Allen, Brian Cage. I was still annoyed that Darby Allen didn't come out with Sting again. Um, she knew he's going to come out. Um, I don't know, Brock. What do you think about this match? Start with you. I'm just over this feud. Me too. It's, you know, it's it's been going on so long. Team Taz is the biggest group of cowards that I've ever seen in my life. So you know, dumb. Just, but this I match, mean, I like though, I didn't think team. What'd you say? I like all the guys on the team yeah. too. It's just like I, I, I just am tired of them beating up Darby Allen every week. They get ran off. I think I was stunned by this match because Brian Cage beat the shit out of Darby <laughs> Allen for this entire match. Like Darby Allen made they made Darby Allen look like he had no business even being in the ring with a guy like this. I mean, he threw him through a fucking table from the ring to a table. Like he shouldn't even got up after that. Like he was just destroying him. Like, I don't even think he should have been up moving after that. Then he lost with like a glorified roll up. My favorite spot of the match is when he suplexed them back into the ring by standing on the ropes, and it made it look like he was like playing with a baby doll. Yeah, I mean, just destroying him. He's so much bigger and powerful than him. I don't understand this. I mean, I like Darby Allen, but he is really little. And I mean, Christ Almighty! Like Brian Cage is a, is a machine, like they say, and he yeah. killed him in this match and like still lost. Like, yeah. I I didn't like that at all. I I, I would have rather have like, I I don't know. I just didn't like it. And I knew Sting was gonna come out and Ricky Starks. He finally beat somebody up. But you're right. They're such wimps. Like, <laughs> you know. Uh, powerhouse Hobbs had to stay in the back because now all of a sudden you can only have two people at ringside. Meanwhile, the inner fucking circle has seven guys ringside for every match, but Team Taz is only allowed two at a time. I don't know where that stipulation came from, but that was dumb. And I'm so over Powerhouse Hobbs and the snarl face that he has to do every week to look like he's this monster hill. And he runs from a 61-year-old guy in a baseball bat every single week, and it's snowing again. And just... Oh, I, I fucking hate it. I hate everything about it. What do you think about it, Ken? I, I don't mind it. Like, I don't, I, I guess I don't expect much out of it. Maybe that's why I don't get so butthurt about it. <laughs> I like the match there watching Darby just get creamed. 
I, it wasn't like it's exactly what I expected. Like it's, it, I mean, how else are you going to book this match? You're going to have Darby Allen beat the shit out of Brian Cage for 45 minutes, and then Darby just, Allen shouldn't be your TNT Championship, or Brian Cage shouldn't wrestle for this belt, and he should wrestle people more his size then, because this is ridiculous that your champion got fucking destroyed, and and. <laughs> When you say like you didn't expect it, well, I mean, uh, you you knew right what you what to expect. I knew right to what I expect when I watch uh, WWE matches. I can still say it sucks afterwards, even though I knew what to expect. I knew what to expect in this, and he got creamed. Okay, so take a deep breath, Don. It's not real. This is all pre-planned. <laughs> so he they they when you have the the guys of these sizes. What else are you going to do in this match other than have him get beat up? And then, you know, they've booked it so he's can take all this pain, all this pain. So he he takes all all of it and he, you know, turns the tide by doing his finishing move on Brian Cage on steel steps. And then the match keeps going like that. The match could have ended there if it was, you know, booked somewhat. There are plenty of times where there has been matches. Go back and watch Daniel Bryant versus Brock Lesnar. That was perfectly booked. A small guy who had no business in a big ring. How he, using his wrestling skill, worked around Lesnar and, like, worked on his weak spots and took him down. They didn't do any of this with this. He just, Darby Allen's gimmicks is he just gets the shit kicked out of him and he can, like, survive. He's not a technical wrestler. He doesn't, like, do things to, like, find a weak spot and work work on his knee and bring a big guy down. He just gets beat up until he finds an opening and can, like, either roll up pin you or catch you off guard that doesn't sell with me after a while it just gets to be like well kill this pin this guy right from the beginning don't toy with him you know what I mean well, I mean, they've also been playing with Brian Cage being overly confident multiple times in like he, these matches as well. Whenever you know Taz is the one, he's like, you should put him away, and he gets annoyed by him. It's the same thing with Moxley. Like, it, it's I hate to say it is what it is, but I, I mean, I don't think it was a great match. I mean, I don't think it was the I don't think it was as bad as other matches that we saw this week. But you know, it's it's in the middle. It should have been the main event. No, I, it, it's tough because they've kind of booked themselves in the corner with it. I, I, I don't know. I, it's just like I said, it's nothing great. I just yeah. don't. I don't get mad at it. I don't get mad at it because. Well, I I wouldn't say I'm mad at it. I'm trying to be more animated because we're doing a podcast about it. If I just sat in a podcast and go, it was okay. No one wants to listen to it. If I get no, loud I and get animated about it, that's why. I didn't lose sleep over this match last night. I shut it off and I went right over to NXT and I didn't even think about it anymore until I came to here. The only reason we have is because we're supposed to have these kind of things. You know what I mean? We're on a show. We're recording. I understand that. But of all the things to get animated about, this is the thing that I feel like. <laughs> it's the main event of, of AEW. It's the main event. I mean, you know, I... I, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but I feel like sometimes, and you can disagree, is you're afraid to say – you're like Simon Miller to me. You're afraid to say something bad about AEW. You will say something bad about like a – like a direct, but like a match will be like, it was all right. I liked it. You know, we're – other side of the fence, you'll go, that match was horrible. I hated it. It sucked. So – I mean, I don't know if anyone listening, because we probably don't have anyone listening, but earlier whenever I went off about the fact that they were having the exact same same segment twice, and I went off about that, that's what I get passionate about. But 
just, you know, I have to be an apologist for AEW because you come down so hard on it because how you made fun of me earlier tonight about how I don't like things because I think it's cool to not like things. That's what you do with AEW. But I'm hard on WWE too. I just shit all over raw. I said, it's the worst wrestling show on TV. I don't give them a pass. They don't ever get a pass. I didn't say that. I'm not giving anyone a pass, but I do have to apologize for them. Whenever some things are not as like, I don't think this match is as bad as you're saying. You need people like me and Brock for AEW because too many people give it a pass because they they love everything about it. And you know each why? week they get the same thing. Each week it gets the same score on what culture every week. Seven ups to one down. It's just the greatest thing in the world. When it's not, it's got a lot of issues and people just don't see it. And I like a lot of the stuff they do on there. I like a lot of the guys on there. Some of my favorite wrestlers are on that show. But I mean – they put out a turd fucking main event last night and, and people are like giving it a pluses on bleacher report. I'm like, it gets an a plus. Oh, sting is in it. Sting's great. What did he do? Nothing. He, to, uh, here's me being an AEW apologist. He did not belly poke whenever he hit. It didn't. He went for the throat. He <laughs> hit him in the throat with it. And then he swung the bat at him and, and Starks had to dive away. Ricky I, Starks, actually, I like Ricky Starks more and more each week. He's a shining spot in that Taz group, I think. I actually was like, oh, here we go. We're going to have a line of belly pokes and flops yeah. like it was aces and eights that one night. But like, but right like, oh. oh, yeah, he went and smacked him right in the face. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. I'm like, all right. Like, so I, I just think, like, if you lined up all of the main events this week, so, you know, Undisputed Era versus Brigango, these two – um, fireballs in the face to to Randy Orton. I want to hit a home run with main events. Yeah, I don't even remember what the main event on SmackDown was. Northern Pierce. Pierce. Yes, and Adam was, Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. Well, I mean that gauntlet match was probably better than anything because the gauntlet match was good. Had a bad ending, but Nakamura was probably the high spot for me in any main event thing. That was good wrestling. Yeah, it wasn't the best main event. I just don't think the match was as bad as. I honestly think the match is on par of the, the Undisputed Era. Like, I like those guys more, so I was more invested in it. Your st- that was nothing exciting. That was just your standard wrestling match. Yeah, but I don't know. That's why I'm defending it. I feel like you just came off hard on it because the way that the, the match – and I just don't know of any other way that match could have been if you're not ready to move the belt off of Darby Allen yet, which they're not going to. Like, as long as him and Sting are together, the yeah. results not getting dropped to a pay-per-view or some kind of big event where they have someone build up. That's staying there for a while. I, I am a Brian Cage sympathizer because I really like him. I loved him in Lucha Underground. Yeah. I liked him in Impact until he had to lose to a girl, which was terrible for him because he's a monster. And again, he got beat up by Tessa Blanchard. And I watched that match, and I, I never liked that match. Um, I, I just think this guy is like... A beast that he should, you know, he, he lost already to Mox. Now he lost to Darby. I just don't like it. I want to see this guy as a champion. I want to see him dominate people because I think he has the look and I think he's good. I think he can wrestle. I like Brian Cage. I like Brian Cage a lot. I like Brian Cage a lot more than I like Darby Allen. Let's just put it that way. Which is just, it's just totally cool. And I totally agree. This is why, and I'll say it again, this is why. They need a triple. They need a trios belt because I think Team Taz would be good with a trios belt. Yeah. Like like those three guys, or you start defending that FTW belt as an actual championship, not just a prop for him to come out with. Yeah. 
And I don't know. I, I think you need to do something else with Sting. I, I just I'm just not feeling it. I, I don't get the same effect from Sting like, oh my god, Sting's here, he's gonna like he's he's gonna take people out. Like he's just there. He's a shell of what he used to be and people are still acting like they're afraid of him like he's NWO antagonist Sting and he's not. Well, it's tough because Team Taz is at the NWO. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's tough for I I, I agree, but I also don't. They spent too much money on this situation that they have right now. It, like we said before, it's tough when you have a guy that can't take any hits. That's the key thing. Sting is not ready to take bumps or get beat up by people, and it's hard. Like you see how Mox plays the Stone Cold role where he uh, can take beatings and he gets back. He ain't afraid of anybody. That's how Sting used to be. He'd come in the ring, get maybe get beat up by the end but then the next week take them all out. He's sixty-two years old. He can't take a bomb. Yeah. You know, he has neck problems and back problems and everything like that. So you just have to act afraid of him standing there, and it's just getting old week in and week out. <laughs> yep. It's All true. right, now that we're done fighting over there. See, I like when me and you fight. It makes for good podcasting. Well, I'm not passionate. That's what makes it good podcasting. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I would be passionate if it wasn't an hour six of podcasting. <laughs> Sorry. No, we're going to finish with our top five events. We'll go through this rather quickly. I know. Well, this isn't even that long of a show compared to what we used to do. So yeah, in any random order, we're going to start with Ken. Go ahead and Ken. Give us – this is – we'll start it off again. This is – our decade, decade plus one year in review, top five wrestling moments, matches, issues, events, whatever you want to be, um, of the past 11 years. Go, Ken, give us one. So I'm going to go first with the women's wrestling revolution. I feel like whenever that came in, whenever the four horsewomen in NXT started, I don't have dates. I know that some other people. You don't have to have dates. I don't have dates either. I don't even know. Okay. So I th- really think that once, like, you know, the Paige and Emma match in NXT for the NXT Women's Championship and then really kind of kicked off also with, you know, Charlotte Flair and NXT and those women really yeah. starting a new wrestling revolution to make it not a Divas belt, it, to make it more serious what wrestling. Yeah, you know, it's I think it was a huge thing for uh, professional wrestling. And really also, I think, you know, around that time period, you really started seeing the rise of women being taken seriously. I mean, Shimmer was around before this, but I really think that it got more eyes on uh, good women's professional wrestling. It shows you that they can win a match and not just have to be there for eye candy. Exactly. And they can wrestle well, like you can watch a good match. Yep. All right. Brock, can we go next? I'll play off of that a little bit. Uh, I have Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair as the main event of WrestleMania 35. Yep. That was a big deal. That was a good batch, too. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a big build for Becky Lynch and her rise as the man. Top babyface at the time in the company. Oh, yeah, by Huge. far. Uh, and it really like what, get her getting punched in the face by Nia Jax and having all that blood and her still talking. Yeah, that was shit. a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. Becky had a good run. My one, I'll start off with one on here, is the release and the launch of the WWE Network. Yeah. I thought that was um, 
That was a big game changer. I mean, we used to always have to do the buying of the pay-per-view and the renting of it and all that stuff. You know, do you want to get Mania? I mean, when you open the door to $9.99 a month and every pay-per-view included and everything on it, the events, the matches they have on it, it really was a game changer for all of that. Um, you know, uh, it was a huge deal. I mean, it was the yep. beginning beginning of a lot of that for a lot of different openings for stuff. Next, Ken. I have the, uh, I think, a moment on Monday Night Raw where a lot of smart marks and, and, and wrestling fans really rejoiced. And that's June 27th, 2011. And that's the CM Punk pipe bomb. Nice. Yep. And I think that we watched that, and I was like, "Holy shit!" The stuff that he's yeah. saying right now. Yeah. Like, you know, talking about like things that everyone thinks now, I still about the company <laughs> and how he. Ten years handled. later. I still watch yeah. it like one year on YouTube. Yeah. I'll just it'll pop in my head or I'll pop in my feed and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, let's watch this again." You know. It and it's so like. It's so heartfelt. Like it, it's, it reminds me of what a good promo could be. Whenever yeah. you're like, oh shit, he's just cut this incredible promo on the CM Punk, and it just goes off. And CM like, Punk I'm great. not gonna sit. Oh yeah, and I'm not gonna say that you know, all of a sudden you know the WWE didn't realize what was happening. I'm sure some of it was scripted, but I don't know. I just think that it's a promo that I think lives on for a long time. That and Jay Lethal versus Ric Flair's two of the top promos of all time. <laughs> was that, that, when was that? That was earlier. That was probably like 2007. Yeah. I'll, I'll Google it real quick while Brock... All right, what do you got next, Brock? I'll play off of that. Uh, the Royal Rumble 2014, CM Punk's last match. And that's only because I was at the Royal Rumble that year, and I only have one more of the big four to get to, and that's Survivor Series. Before he quit. But that was Who just, eliminated you know, him at the Rumble? Kane, I think. Kane. Kane, Kane was trying to pull him out because he was supposed to be eliminated and he wasn't leaving. And yeah. there's all kinds of, if you listen to the, you know, Colts podcast about they kind of talk about it. Jay Lethal, Ric Flair promo is June 8th, 2015. That can't be right. No, no. That must have been when it was updated. Yeah. yeah. All right, my next one I have is the debut at Survivor Series of Sting in WWE. Um, I always wanted to see Sting there. Never thought it was going to happen. He signed the video game deal, and I still kind of thought, well, maybe not. And I wasn't expecting him to show up at that moment, and I thought that moment was very iconic for him. Uh, Stepping out in the WWE pay-per-view, seeing him in the ring, in the WWE ring. It was amazing. I liked it. I thought it was a really good one. Helped Cena win. I, you know, I don't like that Sting lost in the WWE, but I did enjoy his small little run that he had while he was there. Mm-hmm. All right, Ken, what do you got next? Um, I have a moment that I was probably the last time I was shocked, truly shocked. It's something happening while we were watching it all together and the energy that we were all like having together. And that's when Seth Rollins cashes in at, at, at WrestleMania for the championship. Yep. That was amazing. That was great. I think you, I think the energy like him coming in, cause we were so 
disappointed with that rumble. Yeah. I just wanted, I mean, that mania. The mania because we didn't want and Seth already wrestled Orton that night and had took a, a, the most awesome RKO. Yeah, that's he was done. That, yeah, it, we're like, oh, he's done early. You know, they did a good and, job of taking that out of your mind. Yes, you were like, oh, Rollins got destroyed by Orton, so he's done. I don't have to yeah. worry about. You're not worrying about him anymore. You know. Yeah. And you never thought he's in a ring with. Everyone thought it was the night where like either. You know, Lesnar's winning, or oh, you know, Rain. This is Rain's night to like Roman Reigns' night to get the championship and be the. We the, wanted that know. belt off off of off Lesnar so bad, but we yeah. were like, on Reigns and everyone's gonna hate it. Yeah. And then you're just like, there is a third option. We didn't realize it when he came running into the ring. We got so excited. And, and then like the end of it where he's like whipping the belt around and all the pyros going off, and it also set up such a great. Seth Rollins heel heel run with that yeah. belt, like yeah. you know him with the authority and stuff. It was good. It was just a good, yeah. It was a good storyline for WWE at the time. So okay, Brock. I have a similar one to that. I'll keep feeding off Ken's. <laughs> I have Brock Lesnar defeated the Undertaker at WrestleMania 30, thus ending the streak. I had that on mine as well. So we were all kind of shocked. I yep. have that. I have WrestleMania 30 as a whole, because yeah. that was also the same night the Yes Movement started. And so I think it's a very pivotal mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, that's I think that's the night that uh, you know Daniel Bryant won, beat Triple H, and then went into the the match, the the Triple Threat match, and then won the belt. So yeah. for a lot of reasons, it was a huge. It was a very much changing of the guard for WWE that night. Yeah, uh, ending the streak and uh, Daniel Bryan stuff. The streak ending was was a, that was another moment we watched it together and we were just stunned. Yeah. Oh shit! Because you always saw him kick out. Yep. You'd always see him get down to the even when he fought Triple H and Michaels and all that, and you were like, "Oh, he kicks out just at the last second. You you thought it was coming, and I, and then I thought like, "Wow, that's another F five. Is he really gonna kick out?" I'm like, "Oh shit, he just lost. It was crazy." There's that guy in the front row. His eyes bugging out. Yeah. It was one of my more uh, stunned moments, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It was. It was also a moment that as soon as it was done, I knew I didn't want that to be the way it ended. Like, yeah, yeah me too. You know, you know, with everything Brock Lesnar's done, like, uh, it just was rough. But that's um, Undertaker feels the same way. He's like, he, there's so many other people. He he wanted to do it for Roman Reigns. Yeah, I don't know if you guys watch that. All sessions with him, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it was a bad one. Yeah. Um, next for me, I have um, which maybe this is going to be number one on one of your other lists, but to me, it was the uh, first episode of Dynamite because I was there. Yeah. Um, I thought that was amazing. It was you know the relaunching of wrestling on TNT. A lot of energy that night. Great night. Um, that was a huge moment, uh, which launched, you know, pretty successful new wrestling platform that I feel is going to be around for a long time. Agreed. Agreed. Now I, I kind of, that was AEW and like, I had the rise of bullet club on here originally. Uh, they kind of like in all in, I know Brock said on the earlier podcast, he kind of has it on his, I don't know if you changed it, not to spoil. Yeah, I still have it on there. Okay. Um, it's just such a huge deal to show that like someone else other than Vince McMahon can have wrestling on a, 
on a major on a major level. So yeah. exciting. All so, right. So I have all in. <laughs> <laughs> Which we can we really don't need to talk about anymore. No, all in was all in was amazing, yeah. What was cool about All In is all the all the other promotions worked together. You had guys from Impact there, you had guys from New Japan there, you had Ring of Honor guys there, you had freelance guys there, you know, you had a little bit of everybody. You had people you never saw before there in that Battle Royal and stuff. It was really just seeing that cooperation, which, again, like I said on the other show, we're probably never going to see again. Yeah. But it was it was cool that that actually happened and it was a solid show from top to bottom. Not yeah, a yeah. bad match, though, even the one involving a celebrity. So, yeah, yeah, he did good, Arrow. All right. I do have one other thing that I kind of put on my list. I had it as honorable mention, but I took it off because we kind of I knew that you guys were going to talk about AEW and all in. But I feel like. Kofi Kingston winning the championship at WrestleMania is a huge deal. Yeah. The first African-American to win the championship at at WrestleMania, like in that run that he went in to get a title shot and all that build to it was just, I think that the Seth Rollins in the modern era of WrestleMania, like after the CM Punk, John Cena stuff, but this like new age of younger guys, like that's like the next, like one of the top runs for championship going to WrestleMania. Yeah. And like Kofi, like the whole like support of the crowd and like how emotional all those guys were. And like, you know, I listened to the New Day podcast and you kind of they talked to other African American athletes and writers about that day. And it's such it was such an important day for them, you know, as a community. Yeah. For what was happening for finally, you know, because it's sad to say, but it took till like you know, whenever he won the belt. Yeah, 2019 for an African-American to win the, the WWE Championship is kind of absurd when you think of all the great African-American stars that they had. Is that right? at Mania or just in general? Because The Rock won it. But he's Samoan. I think that's kind of like the thing. He's well, like he's they're black and Samoan, yeah. Uh, but I think that... Mark yeah, Henry had won the uh, the world, world title. title. Booker yeah. T won that as well. Yeah, yeah. but I, none of them had the, the WWE Championship, yeah. which is what made it special i think i i had another one on here um shocking returns things one of the one of my favorite shocking returns that i never saw coming was when the rock returned in uh 2011 2011 2012 okay yeah Um, he was gonna be the host of wrestlemania they said they had this like special host because he had been gone for a while Mm -hmm. and and i don't remember there being a lot of buzz of people knowing that and they did a gimmick where it was like a girl getting out of a limo and I was like, is this Stephanie or whatever? And then, like, long, drawn-out drama, but, like, the lights went out, and then his music hit, and the place went fucking insane. Like, yeah. I haven't seen a pop that crazy in a while. I mean, that pop still is one of – it always comes up in one of the biggest pops ever. I mean, yeah. it went, no one was expecting it. And that's when he started his whole feud with John Cena and all that stuff. My number one is the uh... – the B being the elite New Year special from 2019, how it ended the last frame where Hangman Adam Page turns his phone around and it has the All Elite Wrestling logo on it. Yeah. And it kind of ended with that, like yeah. that was their unofficial announcement. And, and like I actually got kind of emotional. I'm like finally, somebody else is going to step up and do something other than this monopoly we've had on pro wrestling. Yeah. 
So, number one, because I think it changed the game for everybody. I think before that, which is also leads into that, I think the Jericho Omega match was was yeah. big too, because that yeah. was like the beginning of it where you saw a major WWE guy going over there and he was still kind of, you know, he wasn't like under contract with WWE, but he was like just on TV. Yeah. And then it started that whole like feud alpha club stuff and all that, that brought a lot of attention over there to Kenny Omega and people of that nature that he was fighting Jericho. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more Ken? Nope. I'm all tapped out. I had two more on here that I wrote down as like honorable mentions. I really, one of my favorite raw moments um, which I never realized how much of a CM Punk fan I am until I go writing these things down. But I like when he, after he left for like six months or a couple months and was fired or he took the belt with him um, and then Cena beat Rey Mysterio and Raw to win his like 11th championship. And that's when he debuted the uh, call to personality music and started playing and no one knew what it was. And he came out with the belt and that place went insane again, too. I mean, oh, yeah. And Cena lifted his belt, then Punk lifted it higher, and it went off the air. That was a great moment on Raw. I was going to put the, the money in the bank where they wrestled the belt for the belt. And, or no, it was, or the, the one where he was going to if he won the belt, he was leaving with it because he was under contract. And he's like, oh, it's yeah. never going to happen. You know, like, yeah. I, I, that was always a great, uh, you know, that pop in Chicago, too. Because that was in that was in Chicago when he won it. Like it was just a perfect storm of good booking. At the time. Other than the pipe bomb, my, one of my favorite CM Punk promos is when he knew he had to fight The Rock. Like like The Rock was getting a title shot at the Rumble, and he came out with Paul Heyman and cut like a ten minute promo on how everyone sucks and all your heroes are losers and you don't get the win. And I mean it was great. Like cause, like you knew The Rock was probably gonna come out, but like. He did such a good job of like, like even I at the end was that was like, God, shut up! Like, like he mad <laughs> at him. He's like, you don't win. This isn't a feel-good moment. He just kept going on and on and on and on. Finally, till the Rock's music hit, and everyone was like, Yes! Like, come on, shut this guy up. Watch it now. Like Christ, CM Punk was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like to do that, you know, the way I he put him up. That, is that the night where he said his that the Rock's arms are too short, short to punch God? Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. He, he was cutting that like promo. He was just—you could tell he was annoyed because he had to have that match to begin with. Yes. Yeah. And he was like, "No, you suck." And he was like, "This isn't a scenario where you win. You, heroes don't exist. I beat all your heroes." He was like, <laughs> "Doesn't matter." He's just going on and on and on. Finally, to the Rock's music hits, and uh, it was amazing. Yeah, that the the promo where the Rock him because I've watched the end of that that where he's like because you can he's like you can take a swing at the kid but then you're gonna realize your arms are just too short to box God. I was like, oh jeez, like, really was good. It was good. It's kind of so, shame he went away the way he did. All the things he could have done, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last thing I had on here, I just had one more thing to mention on here. We talk about shocking moments at pay per views like the Rollins cash and all that. A recent one, not too recent, a few years back now, that really stood out to me of, like, we didn't see this coming at all, was when Goldberg beat Lesnar in, like, a couple seconds. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah, was... we saw where they were going to have, like, another terrible match. It would go <laughs> a couple minutes, but Lesnar would probably beat him, maybe Goldberg. But, like, that match starts, Lesnar pushes him into the ramp, Goldberg spears him. And then Heyman's going crazy. I just watched this again the other day. He spears him again, and Heyman's like losing his mind, begging him then, going, please, please. And then he gives him his uh, 
jackhammer, jackknife, or whatever that is, and it's yeah. just over. And I remember all of us in a room, we were like, what the fuck? He just <laughs> Brock Lesnar, who hadn't been beat by anybody in the longest time. I mean, because yeah. he had just lost the belt, but Rollins beat him, you know, by he pinned um, Reigns. Yeah. So to that point, we were like, no one's pinned him since he's really been back, you know. And that was a shocker. That was uh, kind of crazy. It was, and it was. It, it, it's sad that like we can only think of a handful of good, surprising shockers from yeah from WWE in the last ten years. But and they kind of all work out after that. But that was cool. All right. Well, that's about it then. We'll wrap this long show up. Take us out. All right, everyone. Please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends, and uh, have a great evening. Later. Later.